Good day, everybody. I am Connor McIver, a.k.a. Connor with Honor. Today's July 13th, 2022, and welcome to the Santa Clarita Real Estate Radio Show. I'm, of course, your host with the longest-running podcast here and radio show in Santa Clarita Valley with regard to focused real estate. That's for both buyers and sellers, representing them since 1998. So we're going to get into today's show. There are some changes in the market. And then as a bonus, I'm going to cover one of the guides that I created and put up on Facebook recently about the 12 mistakes that you don't want to embark on if you want to sell your house for top dollar and best for you as a seller. Now, buyers can also benefit because then you'll kind of understand where the psychology of a seller may be or actually needs to be, and you can also adjust accordingly. So some of these tips are going to be very buyer-friendly as well. But first, let's talk about the real estate inventory here in Santa Clarita Valley. That's been uh, up and up and up over the last several months, even years. In fact, we have higher inventory today than we've seen in quite a while. Uh, currently right now, 529 units active for sale. That's going to also include 17 within that 529 coming soon listings. And you'll see those advertised all over the internet as far as, you know, uh, pre-listings or pre-marketing. There's a lot of different words used by agents and syndication websites. I would only say just be wary of who you give your personal information to if you're going to be filling out online forms and asking for further information and you have a local agent that you've been working with, dealing with, you like, i.e. like me, hopefully. Anyway, you will send me the information or your agent and they will be able to best advise you with regard to whatever query you're looking to make online or whatever information or extra information you're looking for with regard to real estate. Now, it's difficult to top real estate search on the syndication websites. They have access to a lot of the same data. There could be some holes in that. There could be some sellers that don't want their listings actually put out there online and, uh, well, not online, but they don't want the syndication sites to be using them for their own profit. So sometimes the sellers will opt to exclude their listing from the multiple listing service and they're actually online systems, but the multiple listing service still has their listing. So that's how that works. So if you want to get the actual true listings, you got to go through a local agent to make sure you see everything. And uh, I have access to that portal as well because I am a realtor here in Southern California, of course, a member of the California Association and National Association, all that fancy, fancy, exciting uh those things. All right. So let's talk about real estate inventory here. Uh, currently 529 units for sale, as I talked about, that dynamics changed the real estate market in this way. It was a few months ago, even up to two and three months ago, there were multiple offers on properties listed for sale. So every property that went on the market usually got offers very, very quickly up in Santa Clarita to 1.5 million, got offers in excess of 15 and 20. So that was a lot of people that were interested in very few listings because at that time, the listings were just over 200, just barely over 200. Now we're at 529, so you can see we've doubled that inventory or better. And what we're also seeing is instead of multiple offers on properties, we've slowed down to maybe not get 15, but maybe three or four. And a lot of cases, just one. And that particular buyer in this case, it's kind of switched over to being a little bit better for them. They're able to call the shots a little bit better. They might be able to get things that normally they couldn't have gotten before, i.e. maybe closing costs paid by the seller. Maybe they're using a loan program that might not be viewed as solidly as a conventional loan, which would be 20 or better percent down, or even not as good as cash. So they're using some other loan program, but 
the sellers have no other offers to entertain, or maybe they're willing to pay more than other people, so they fall back and they choose them. That's how the market is starting to change. Now, of course, interest rate are flexing between, you know, five and six. We've seen that also impact the market where buyers were very excited uh, to have those fours and those threes. But, well, now the interest rate's gone up to somewhat higher, of course, and uh, buyers are now concerned. Plus, it does restrict them from what they qualified for previously. So if you are a real estate buyer and been kind of sitting on your haunches to wait a little bit and the interest rates change from when you were last pre-approved, definitely want to go and check that out and find out what your new pre-approval level happens to be. So that's that Santa Clarita, part of that Santa Clarita update. If you see us on Facebook, of course, I'm Connor with Honor there. I'm going to talk about these 12 mistakes to avoid when selling your home. And these do come up quite a bit with sellers. And number one, of course, is always, as I put it together, do not get emotional. And the verbiage is this, the way I put it together. Maybe you've lived in your house for 25 years, raised your kids there. Maybe you're moving for a reason that's inherently emotional or difficult. Maybe you just feel the heightened stress of selling your home and let your emotions into the mix. Do your best to put your emotions on the shelf and be as pragmatic as possible about selling your home. It's not personal, folks. What happens is buyers want the best deal. You as a seller want the best deal. Everybody wants the best deal. And in doing that, sometimes there's some eggs broken. Sometimes people's feelings are hurt. And a lot of this comes in play with regard to the renegotiating strategy of price. Even after that property has been offered on, had the offer accepted at a particular price, sometimes the buyers see the market start to change, as we saw a lot of cases of. Then the buyers say, you know what? I would like to ask for these particular items to be fixed or repaired, but let's ask for more than that usually would take. Some buyers have the mentality, and again, so then they go back to the seller asking for a $5,000 credit when, in fact, it'll probably take $200 to fix the issues, the safety issues that they've had pointed out to them via their, their home inspector, maybe appraisal, whoever it might have been. That being the case, the sellers look at this, oh my God, they're trying to chisel money. They're trying to take advantage. It's not personal. Respond how you would. Just understand you can respond with nothing. You can respond with everything. You can respond with all of those things that are in between. You have that position or that power as a seller. The buyer also can choose to cancel, choose not to move forward. And if it comes down to a credit issue about not moving forward, a lot of times, folks, there are other reasons that buyer's canceling. It does take a good agent to get to the bottom of that by communicating with the agent representing the buyer. If I happen to be representing a seller, I do want to know what's going on and why. And if it's something that needs to be disclosed to the next buyer, great, we'll do that. And if it's something that's just the buyer hiccup or cold feet or not interested anymore or change their mind, we can live with that too. So don't get emotional. Number two, don't set an unrealistic price. Uh, there were properties a couple months ago, three months ago, that were priced in accordance with that market. And then the market slowed down. The Fed interest rate, uh, the, the interest rate changed. It went up and it caused a pause in the market. We're seeing that impact trickle down to today with a lot of price changes and reductions. But pricing your home is one of the first and most important decisions you'll make when listing your home for sale. If you get too caught up in the what ifs, you may set your sights too high and set an unrealistic price. 
This will mean your home sits on the market longer and can cost more money in the long run. But let me also include, which I didn't put in this report, let me also include this. If you're selling your house to buy something else, usually that other market, depending on where it is, we're a very high market in California, top shelf market out here. If you're moving to another state where whose price per square foot might be half of what we are, or even less, you're going to probably be doing very well. Even if this market starts to reduce in prices, we also see that effect trickle into the other markets. And in fact, most of the other markets that have less value in real estate, or it's not as expensive or at the price point of Southern California real estate, whatever that market happens to be, usually that market's going to set the trend and reduce quicker in an economic downturn or some type of recession, which we're kind of, well, we're, we're in right now. Uh, how heavy, how much heavier that's going to be or get, nobody's to say, but we'll keep watching that and figure out what kind of impacts that's going to have on real estate. But that did slow the market down. But again, pricing strategy is important. Sometimes you can't tell what's going to be happening in the market. Of course, back in 2005 and six, everybody thought the market was going to continue to gain that thirty to $60,000 every month. And lo and behold, it took one one big, big subprime lender to fail and fall. And then here we go. We had that massive foreclosure market that reared its ugly head back in the day. All right. So number three, don't hide major problems. Oh, so important. A good home inspector will find out all the issues with your home anyway. Not being forthcoming about known issues will slow the whole process down. You do not want to have an offer on the table that doesn't work out because you failed to disclose something or because inspection uncovers something huge that you knew about. The sellers ask me all the time, should I disclose whatever it may be? And the issue is, is it was already taken care of, fixed. They haven't had any issues with it or any problems uh, ever since it was taken care of. Yes, absolutely. You want to disclose it. You want to be totally transparent up front with your buyer. God forbid there's something you didn't mention that you knew about, and they're out there talking to Sally Jane, the neighbor, and the neighbor's just talking and talking and talking. All of a sudden, the neighbor informs them, oh, did you know that in the house you just bought, this was the case. There's an issue that's going to come up there. So you have to be careful, especially if the buyer has some kind of buyer's remorse or regret for purchasing the house in the first place. Now, all of a sudden, there's something, some material fact you didn't disclose. It could create an issue. So if you're asking the question, should you? It's yes, you should. Even if time frames have expired, I talk about deaths and property all the time, and I talk to a lot of sellers that have experienced that unfortunate, tragic event, maybe a loved one in hospice or something else. Even worse, murder-suicides happen in residences as well, and then we see that that has to be disclosed. Most people are no problem, just as long as they know, but there's a time limit, time frame. Even if it exceeds that, it's also good to know. You just don't want to have to get caught up in the mess. It's okay to let them know. And they'll find out sooner or later anyway. All right. Number four, don't wait until the last minute. There are numerous documents you'll need to have in hand before you can list and sell your home. Don't wait until the last minute to get your ducks in a row. Everything will go faster and smoother if you have everything you need. What I will do is I always make sure that my sellers know exactly what they're going to need to put their house on the market with us. And I also give them full disclosure when it comes to the items that they're going to be required to fill out at some point in the escrow process 
Usually these items are needed, needing to be filled out more sooner than later. So you need to know that as a real estate seller also. Have an itchy nose today. But I'm excited because I got a CPAP machine and I'm breathing like I've never breath, breathed, breathed, breathed before. And it makes my nose itchy. So there's that. All right, here's some do's. I also put these into uh, the, the 12 mistakes because a lot of people are still walking through residential real estate, having their properties uh, shot with a uh, camera, their cell phone, uh, cell phone, really. And cell phones are great, right? Um, they're, they're amazing. The cameras on them are just phenomenal. You can take a cell phone picture and blow it up to the size of a billboard next to the freeway, and it looks fantastic. But there are other uh, mechanisms in place with professional photography, like Matterport walk through 3D tours with hotspots, where you're able to step through the house. You're actually able to exit the back door. You're actually able to look over the top of the house. It's a fantastic system, and we do see this being very utilized by people. Also, that system does measuring for rooms. So it's going to have a complete layout and room measurements and everything else when you do see these virtual tours. Very important. So number five, I put do film uh, video walkthroughs, especially as a, as a virtual tour, excuse me, especially as virtual home buying becomes increasingly popular, which it is, especially with the advent of COVID. I don't know if we're going to get back there, but anyway, that's the rumor. Your home will get more views and interaction if you have a video walkthrough. Video walkthrough tours can usually be filmed by someone who works with, well, me, and I have a good company that does that. They are compelling, and they do add the value to your listing, and they do cause more hang time online when people are looking. Number six, do make minor repairs. If you've lived in your home a long time, maybe you haven't really been taking care of things as you should. There are things that uh, maybe are broken or, you know, holes in the wall or scuffed up paint. You know, it's not bad to refresh everything, especially if you want to uh, put your home on the market and really have it shine. Uh, there might not be any competition, but still buyers like that clean. And think of yourself as a real estate buyer. It's nice to walk into a place, unless you're getting a fire sale or some super great cash deal. It's nice to walk into a place that you're about to spend the next 30 years paying off. When it's clean, Q-tip clean, everything's in its right place. All the rooms are back to their original method or function. And you're wa looking, walking through the house. You know, you like that. And I think a lot of buyers do as well. So make sure that you do that. Also, cosmetic improvements is number seven. It may be hard to see you lived in your home objectively, but potential buyers will be the first to notice worn out carpeting, scuffed walls, a little bit of paint, a little bit of carpet cleaning, a pressure wash on the driveway, all of those things, they go a long way. Replacing carpet, you know, the thing is, it's never going to be the right color, right type. Uh, maybe they hate carpet. It's It's kind of a... A double-edged sword, we'll talk about that as far as like repainting. Again, it's probably not the right color. They're probably going to come in and paint anyway. So we'll, I'll explain to you how that process works and what we can do maybe to not have to do those things. But at least bring the property up as close to pristine as possible in its current, in the, in the way it's currently outfitted with what it currently has. Uh, do stage your home. This is one that I was wondering to put in or not because there's a lot of people out there that have um, 
different tastes. A lot of time a staged home shows very well. You'll notice that all the new housing, they're all completely staged. And they do this because they know that's usually going to bring them premium prices when they have people look at the residences. But it can also be a little misleading. So you have to be weary at how far you take it. But there are virtual, uh, excuse me, staging companies that I work with. So what I did is I put together number eight, do stage your home. Now that many buyers are checking you out virtually, it's even more important that your home looks bright, light, and modern. It may be worth it to pay an expert stage or have a friend with a great eye come in and update your decor. Um, I have both and you probably have friends as well. Might maybe get some advice, but I'll come in and also I'll discuss that when I do look to take your listing. All right. So here's the last four that I put together. Many people uh, make have to do with buyers in the buying process. Home sellers can impact the sale. So be careful on this one. Number nine, and this happens quite a lot. Be careful about negotiations, folks. If you're a seller, one of my sellers, please. If you're somebody else's seller, my buyers will probably try to take advantage. But at the end of the day, if you're one of my sellers, watch out for this. There are great things, ways to negotiate and poor ones. You need to sit down with me Early in the process, determine your absolute bottom line selling price and anything you are not willing to talk to with a potential buyer about. What I didn't put in, if you run into the buyers at your residence, do not negotiate, please. Don't say, if, if they say, oh, you know, I would love that table out front and you were going to throw it away anyway, don't help. Just say, talk to my agent. Have your agent talk to my agent and then we'll work on it. It might be something that we can use to help you get a better advantage, maybe get something more than you would have gotten before, or maybe we'll just give it to them. But at the end of the day, leave that up to me whenever you get there. So it's very tempting to be friendly. And of course you should, you shouldn't be mean when you're having people look at your residence, you happen to run into them. But if you are going to, go down that road, please don't help and don't negotiate. Be careful about when you sell. You already know that selling during the winter months will get you a lower price for your home. There are ideal times to list your home. This may extend to when online listings go live and when you alert the community. Of course, people sell at all times throughout the year. I sell residential real estate every month, every week of the year. Uh, we do see better times. That spring, summertime is usually very, very hot. But again, depends on inventory in the market. But sometimes and most times during the holidays, people usually don't want to be bothered. And of course, from buyer's advantage out there, if you are a real estate buyer working with me, you'll know that during the holidays, sometimes that week right after Christmas before New Year's is the best time to purchase residential real estate because usually everything's as low as possible and the sellers seem to be more negotiable something to look at if, in fact, you are purchasing real estate and have time to wait. Be careful about buyer qualifications. This is number 11. This used to be more prevalent before, but I do see it come up from time to time. Lenders are out there writing pre-approval letters that uh, shouldn't be written because they haven't really run anything. They just, they're putting together a pre-approval letter because they really want to make the buyer happy. And maybe the buyer doesn't want to give up socials or dates of birth or whatever it may be, or they don't want their credit ran at all because they've heard, oh my gosh, you have your credit run by a couple mortgage brokers. It's going to ruin your score. Not true. Um, there's ways to fix that if, in fact, your score goes down because of inquiries, but that's something else your lender can explain to you or the lenders I work with will be happy to explain as well. A huge 
time waste that home sellers sometimes experience is trying to work with unqualified buyers. While your real estate agent should have a great process for pre-approvals and proof of funds, be sure you're in the know about who is being let through your door. Again, when people are wanting to look, come look at your residence, a lot of times we're asking for that pre-approval up front. Are they actually qualified? And an additional follow-up could be me reaching out to that agent, finding out if the buyer that the agent wants to bring by your residence to look at your house that we have listed for sale. Maybe uh, I call up the lender and find out, are they really qualified? And what did you do? Did you actually run their credit? And lenders are usually very, very good. They want the deal. They want it to go through. So they're going to answer the questions. And sometimes it's a really good fail-safe. With open houses, it doesn't happen, right? Because you pretty much allow anybody in. And I would be there as well. But again, are they approved? Are they neighbors? Are they just curious? Maybe they just go out weekends looking at open houses like other people go for hikes or go to the beach. It happens. Number 12, and finally, be careful about delays. This is uh, this kind of goes back to the paperwork and disclosures. You're going to be tasked with filling some stuff out residents about your residence. I know you're busy, but I can't do it for you. It's got to come from your mind to your, you know, your, from your brain to your hand to the paper. And uh, I'll give you number 12. Be careful about delays. Any number of things can derail your home sale. It's super important that you don't make impulsive decisions that could set you back several weeks. When in doubt, ask your realtor. Now, when I put this together, it's, it's from the last many years of experience, 25. 22 so far. No, 24. Oh my gosh, 98. Wow. 24 years been selling residential real estate. Overlap with being LAPD for quite a while in there as well. But at the end of the day, it comes down to this. It's so important that you protect yourself both as a seller and a real estate buyer. And the best way to do that is by knowing how the system works what you can ask for, what you can't, what you should expect, the things that come up. And you only find these this information out by speaking with somebody that's got that experience and has been doing this a while. Now, some people learn very quickly. Some people, it takes longer. But at the end of the day, you're going to know the success of your real estate agent by how vocal they are and what they do online trying to share information. Now, of course, do I have anything better to do than record these videos? I don't believe so, because at the end of the day, these videos are what makes people see me and see my passion for this industry and wanting to help people usually sell or buy the biggest investment they'll ever make. I'm Connor McIver, Connor with Honor. It is my pleasure, and I appreciate you watching this Hump Day Weeks real estate update for Santa Clarita Valley and surrounding communities. When you're ready, reach out. If you want this, uh, the 12 tips uh, on things not to do and to do with regard to selling your house, I'd be happy to send that to you. I have a copy right here in my email. Just send me your email and I'll fire it off to you. If you're on Facebook, you might see the ad. And if that's the case, you can click there. You never have to worry about any of my systems online, about any of your personal information being sold or traded or getting into anybody else's hands. I don't do that. I keep it well right right here in my my little domain here. I hope everybody's well. Connor McIver, over and out.